Manhood and Christlikeness are synonymous. Why does this affect us? You're about to find out. Welcome to the Man Church Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Man Church Podcast. Pastor Robert here with a uh, a word on authority. Uh, the past three podcasts, we focused on three areas that every man um, needs to get straight. There are three areas that affect every man. Those areas are identity, affirmation, and authority. So just kind of to recap what we're talking about, uh, when it comes to identity, every man needs to understand who God is and how God sees them. That really determines who we are in Christ. And so this is really not even just for men. This is this applies to any believer. What Who do you believe God is and how is he? And then what do you think he thinks of you? Uh, those are the basic foundational truths. And uh, those are the intersects of what w- would determine your identity. In Genesis 126, the Bible says that God made man in his image, in his likeness, to have dominion. And so in image, likeness, and dominion, we see identity like, identity and image, affirmation and likeness, and authority and dominion. And so today I'm going to be talking about authority. When we get our identity right, and when God, when we're affirmed by the Father, and affirmation really is, is it happens with an earthly uh, father figure in our life. Sometimes that may be our pastor. Sometimes that might may be a leader in our church that has taken us under their wing, and they begin the process of discipling us. But God uses people to affirm people. And so in my own personal life, I've had a man come into my life and affirm me and affirm the likeness and the image of God in me. You always need that person that's on your side. Uh, we're going to be in the story of 1 Kings 19 today. And in this story, just to give you some background, Elijah is actually fleeing from Jezebel. Now, in the story, if you back up into 1 Kings 18 and 17, Elijah does this incredible miracle on a mountaintop where he calls down fire from heaven, and uh, God destroys the prophets of Baal. And uh, you're familiar with that story. He had this great, crazy victory, just enormous victory. But then Jezebel hears about it, and uh, he he begins to be fearful of what Jezebel is going to do to him. And so imagine this. You have this great victory. You saw God move in a very powerful uh, way that, that, that you just can't discount. But yet the next minute, he's fleeing from Jezebel, and he's in a cave, scared. It's such a picture of what can happen to us sometimes as believers where we do some great things for God, God's done some great things for us, but that yet we face a storm or we face an obstacle where we feel like God can't move for us or he's not going to move for us. And it's the voices that we hear. We've seen God move. We've seen God do miracles, yet somehow we end up in a cave. We end up in a place because something has come against us that has caused fear to come and has has a, that fear has taken the place of our faith. And we've got to be able to come back and return to faith. In this story, uh, 
God uh, starts dealing, the Lord starts dealing with Elijah in the cave. Asks him, like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Uh, and then I'm going to pick it up in verse 15. 1 Kings 19, 15. The Lord says to him, this is what it says. The Lord said to him, go return on the road through the wilderness, the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Haziel to be king over Aram or Syria. And verse 16 says, and you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, to be king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat, to be the prophet in your place. Three things. Three things that God told Elijah to identify, to point out and identify. Now, I want to back up a little bit. God gives us, God gives us an identity as a son. He says, you're no longer a slave. I've adopted you. You are now son. You are son of God. If you're a female, you're a daughter of God. He gives us that identity, but he doesn't give us identity to just give us identity. Then he comes back and he affirms us. So he gives us identity and then he affirms us. And he says, that's where he says, um, you are, and he told Jesus when he came out of the water, you are my son and in you I'm well pleased. God is telling every man listening to this podcast, you're my son, and I'm well pleased with you. You need an earthly father, an earthly father figure, a spiritual father, whatever you want to call it, like Paul was to a Timothy, to come into your life and to affirm you and say, hey, you got the goods. You can do this, and you can make it. Now, that identity and that affirmation are given for a reason, and that reason is the authority it's the purpose of your life. And in 1 Kings 19, 15 through 16, when he told him to anoint Heziel and to anoint Jehu and to anoint Elisha, he was actually identifying three areas of purpose that every man needs to know. When you get your identity straight and when you have someone in your life that can affirm you, you're, you're, you are to identify three things. The first thing, when he said go, and anoint Heziel over Aram. Aram was Syria. It was the enemy of God. In other words, God is saying to every man listening on the call, you need to identify the enemy. Who is the enemy? Is the bad report the enemy? Who is the enemy? Can I help every man on the call? The enemy is not your wife. The enemy is the enemy. And every man, your purpose is to identify what is contrary to God's kingdom that I'm around and that I'm in. Identify it. It's important that you identify who that is. Who are we going to battle against? Do you know the enemy? Can you recognize the enemy? The enemy is the one trying to kill your manhood. He's trying, in, in today's culture, they're trying to kill the patriarchy. That's the enemy. Jezebel was the enemy. To Elijah when he ran away she was the one that was that was causing uh, that's why they, they talk about the spirit of Jezebel today it came from this scripture it's 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 the thing that's trying to call to, to kill the voice of God that's the enemy so if you're going to be a man and your identity's right and you're affirmed the first thing you've got to do is identify the enemy the second thing he said anoint Jehu over Israel He's enlisting the army. He's saying, 
Now that you've identified the enemy, I need you to identify who's with you. Who are your people? Who is your tribe? Who do you belong to? What team do you belong to? For you guys that are on the uh, that are go to Powerhouse Church, your team are is are the men and women of Powerhouse Church. We need to know who's with us. Identify the team. You need to also be committed to the team. It's not good enough to just know who's on the team, but are you on the team? Right? Have you given yourself to the team? Are you bringing your time, your talent, and your treasure to the team? So what? Let me let me let me recap this. He says first, identify the enemy. Second, identify what team you belong to, but ensure you belong to it. Support it, be committed to it, be submitted to it. And the third thing he says is I want you to anoint Elisha to be the prophet in your place. Every man listening to my voice right now needs to be raising up a successor. Who are you training up? Who are you raising up? Who are you affirming? Who are you training? Who are you walking with? They need a father. They don't need a pharaoh. I've talked a lot about that. There's a difference between a father and a pharaoh. See, a pharaoh is building things to his own self, but a father is always helping their children and opening doors for them. You know, I have three daughters. I never go to my daughter's trying to get something for me. I'm always going to my daughters, trying to bless them, to open doors for them, to do for them. And that's the same in the spirit. When we, when we make a decision, when we commit ourselves to discipling people, those people that we disciple, we've got to treat like we would treat our own children. We've got to think of them like we would, like we would think of our own children. That's how we, that's how we eliminate all this, uh, this wrong fathering things that go on in ministry. Sometimes we've had things happen in the ministry through movements that get perverted and just get out of whack and people just doing crazy stuff. If you want to solve those things, then treat those that you're leading like your children. What would you do for your children? How do you serve them? How do you remove obstacles? You know, I love the story of of Moses and Joshua. When Moses was uh, in the Israelite camp, they, they had a tent that he would go into. And the, in that tent is where he would go to be in the presence of God. And a, and a long t- as, as, Mo- as Moses went, he always, he would bring Joshua with him. And Joshua started to come into the tent with his father. See, that's what a father does, is he learns how to lead the men that he's leading into the presence of God. The Bible says that Joshua would go in there and that Joshua, because Moses, because Moses brought him in, Joshua began to get a hunger for the presence. The Bible says he didn't want to leave the presence of God. Moses would leave the tent and Joshua would tarry in the presence of God. Man, what a picture of a father. What a picture of a spiritual father. That's our job. You know, she, you know when, when you're a shepherd, I was reading the other day in the scriptures, The Bible, Jesus said, the shepherd knows my voice and the sheep follow the shepherd. I want you to picture this. The shepherd's not driving the sheep. See, cattle have to be driven. Sheep follow. What kind of leadership are you portraying? Will people follow you or do you have to drive them? Because a shepherd 
has such a relationship with the sheep. He's so close to the sheep that they know his voice. And the, the sheep are so trustworthy. They're, 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 they're so trusting of the shepherd because they know that shepherd leads them to still waters, to green pastures. That's what Jesus does to us. But on this earth, we're supposed to be the demonstration and the image and likeness of Jesus. And so as we lead our churches, as we disciple men, as we go all over the world and preach the gospel, we we must preach and people need to be converted, but we need fathers. We need fathers that are willing to sacrifice their time to take men and walk them through a process, a demonstrated process. Not to drive them through it, but to lead them through it like a shepherd would lead sheep. And that costs. I'm here to tell you that if you want to be a spiritual father to someone, if you want to lead someone, if you want to disciple someone, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your time. You're you're going to have to give up your preference. You're going to be inconvenienced. But it's worth it because Jesus is worth it. The pattern in Malachi, he said that, I will send the spirit of Elijah and he will turn the hearts of the father to the children and the hearts of the children to the father. That's what we're beginning to see all over the world right now through through the teachings of identity, uh, uh, affirmation and authority. We're beginning to see fathers and sons beginning to be reconciled. Now, I'm not just talking about what we're seeing from pulpits. I'm talking about individual stories, story after story after story of, of, of real father-son relationships that have, been, that have been strained and disconnected and isolated, coming back together and restored and being restored, the family being restored. I mean, I thank you for listening to the podcast. The fact that you're listening to these podcasts means that you're hungry to change the world, to change your world, but to change the world. I believe that, that, that this teaching on identity and affirmation and authority is not, it hasn't just been revealed now uh, because on, on accident. I, I believe that it's a God thing and that God is trying to get every man to see himself right and to see God right, to change the way we think and to be affirmed, to get into a relationship of alignment and submission with somebody that leads you. Every man needs someone in their life that can call them out, that can call out the blind spots, that can give correction, that can give encouragement. We need that. That's, uh, that's accomplished through affirmation and through relationship because God put a purpose in you. And when he died and he raised from the dead, he's seated at the right hand of the Father, the place of authority. The Bible says, I'm seated with him. He came and and died to take care of my sin. And then he raised to give me authority to bring heaven to earth. And that's what this message is about. That's what Man Church is all about, is transforming lives that transform the world. Thank you for being with us today. God bless you. 
Thanks for listening. If you're hungry for more, catch up on our previous episodes by searching Man Church on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To watch this episode on YouTube, go to Powerhouse Church's YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment and review so more men can find these episodes. To learn more on why manhood and Christlikeness are synonymous, go to manchurchinternational.com. See you on the next episode.